2: Who's got two thumbs and knows there's only one dimension? Well, to be fair, I have several dozen thumbs in digital storage on level eight, but they're not exactly germane to this snappy metaphor. Ugh, I can already hear the angry letters. And now, enjoy the show.
3: tavern a weekly podcast from the magical land of foon i'm your host arnie NeCamp. if you've never listened to the podcast before don't worry this is everything you need to know when i was in high school i had a dream and uh i was in the high high school and all the girls were looking at me um, and i could sing but my voice was all over the place and my mom was there, and, you know, I'm not going to classify how attractive she was. But, no. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, besides that, also, about two and a half years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal uh, behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week. Here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, which is full of secrets, in the town of Hog's face, in the land of Foon. We've been kind of fighting the Dark Lord, but currently he put us in charge of the town of Hog's face and all of his minions. Uh, We're trying to make it better, and we're just, uh, and we're trying to find a secret weapon to fight the Void. Uh, Yusador and Chunt, have I kind of covered all the sort of big story things?
4: Uh, yes, uh, in... In great detail.
3: Yeah, probably I'm sure most much. people
4: have shut yeah. off the podcast at this point.
3: <clears throat> I think you left out how attractive your mom was. In the dream, other people seem to say that my mom was hot. Um, but, you know, H-A-W-T? Hot? Or hot? Hot. 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 Um, but I, I don't like to dwell on that part. Not even in, like, that it's a weird kind of way. It's just sort of like... Like, why do I need to classify how how attractive or unattractive my mother is? That's she is fair. an attractive woman, so certainly. That's fair. Yeah. Chun, how attractive was your mom? Your mom's a manticore. She's a manticore. Um, uh, uh, to me, she's a ten, perfect ten. Oh wow. Yeah. Both parents. What makes a manticore attractive? Like, I know you you mm-hmm. are a shapeshifter who is who's been no. some, a few uh, different animals, no. but mostly you're a talking badger. No. How do you classify what makes different kinds of animals more or less attractive? I think it's whatever their physical ambition is in terms of, like, my mom's a manticore, so she wants to terrify, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of presenting a terrifying visage, she's a 10. Yeah, She gets gets the job done. Nothing more attractive than being good at what you do. Exactly. Now, now you said that your father was also
4: a 10, Mm -hmm. correct? Yep. Uh, Now, was that a 10 when he's alive and then he's a 5? Once he became a ghost, because yeah, because he's about half. he's transparent. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. okay, good,
3: good, good. <laughs> so he's, I see. You can see right through him. Oh, so okay, sure, a yeah. And he's not a transparent. He's transparent. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. Usador, the wizard. Yes. <laughs> that
4: was a strange transition. You don't.
3: You don't have any parents. No. I mean, Besides the birds and the wind? No, I
4: was brought forth into this world by a conspiracy of birds and rain and fire and wind. They did say there must be a champion of this world, and I did step forth into the light and say, yea, Usador is here. He shall protect all the small children and men and women, and he shall fight and fight and fight until his last breath. Aye, he shall destroy that dark lord with all the power that doth rest within him, and he shall overcome. He shall fight on and on and on, and ne'er shall he be in End this sentence until he is certain that he is going to win. Yeah, 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 but, but how hot was that, right? I'd give it as, like, an eight. At
3: mm-hmm. the very least, the fire must
4: have been hot. hot. The fire was literally hot. hot. And also, I
3: found myself sexually aroused by it. Oh! That's gotta be confusing to be sexually aroused by the fire that was part of a conspiracy to bring you into this world.
4: Uh, where where the elements are bringing you into the world? You don't have the same sort of relationship that you understand that you have with your parents. It was more of an agreement, conspiracy there. They said, step forth into this world, mighty wizard, and protect us all. And I was like, all right. And I gave him a big thumbs up. And then I said, catch you later, fire and wind and rain and birds. And I naked did grab a staff from the ground and say, I must find some robes and a pointy hat.
3: Yeah, man. I mean that's like the same thing oh. that happened with me. It's like that's how I was brought into the world. Tusidor. You know, that's my name, don't wear it out. You know the elves know me as a sentimental gentleman. <laughs> Tucidor. No. Tucidor, we're we're busy right now. We're doing the podcast. Oh yeah. I mean I just heard you from across the bar and I heard, you know, Eusidor you, talking about how he was brought forth into the world and I just thought, you know, same. How were you brought into the world? Same wizard, same. I was brought into the world through fire and rain and earth and wind. Earth, wind, and fire? Yeah, those basic three. Huh. Oh, okay. So you're claiming that you're actually a wizard? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually a wizard. I mean, I don't have as many of the spells maybe that you have, or like maybe I have somewhat different spells, but different doesn't equal lesser, you know? Tusador, we get a lot of emails with people having theories about who you are or how you came into existence or, or what you're really about. But I've got to say, I'm just not that invested in any of that at all. Yeah, no, that checks out. All right, well, I'll see you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Goodbye, Tussidor. isn't it weird how Tusador comes over and he always tells us this thanks for stopping by? But it's like he's stopping by.
4: And yes, and I never say see- uh, thank you for stopping by because I am unappreciative yeah. of his what? interjections.
3: I feel like that's the same of like sometimes if I order rooster's feet and the, the waiter sets it down or they're like, enjoy your food and I go, you too. It's like, bleh, 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 oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me.
4: We should order some rooster's feet uh, and uh, a round of ale for uh, uh, the, all everyone at the table.
3: Uh, Yusidor, before I introduce our first guest, I, I kind of want to ask, when the birds and the wind and the fire and the earth uh, Tusador. Oh, sorry. sorry. Tusador. For yeah. We'll see when they all conspired to bring you into existence, did they all then go their separate ways afterwards, or was the fire and the birds like, you know, what we've got to keep in some kind of a relationship because now we have a wizard?
4: Again, I, I think you are putting a, a traditional parental relationship upon this. Uh, this is not a, exactly a one-for-one. Oh so, they oh, so
3: they weren't like, we've got to stay together at least until he gets to the Great Halls of Tarakas, And when he goes away to the Great Halls of Tarakas, then I can go back to the sky and I can go back to wherever fire goes.
4: See, that's the other thing about all of these elements are already working in unison. See, your human parents come together and ch- decide to join a union. All of these elements, wind, fire, rain, earth, birds, they are just part... Of nature, they the cannot. natural be, elements. They cannot
3: be separate. And don't forget heart. There's wind, earth, fire, heart, <sighs> earth, and when those all combine. Tusar, don't that talk about my my parents. Tusar, don't talk about heart. Look, I'm trying to understand. You're a magic man, but please, <laughs> please, we got a podcast to do. All right, is today Saturday?
4: I should be in the park. For so if ever those elements that did conspire to put me together were to decide to divorce and go their separate ways, all of the world would be torn asunder.
3: You know what, Ysidore, maybe it would feel that way if the elements that brought you into existence decided to have a divorce. You'd feel like the world was coming to an end. But you know what? The world is going to be alright. No. And it's uh, tough. uh, And I know it would be tough uh, for you. And it's not your fault, Ysidore.
4: Look, I don't want to do two different winter solstices.
3: It's
4: it's not about... It. I can't do a winter solstice with the birds and a winter solstice with the
3: mud. I, I can't do it. Look, Yusador, sometimes it's hard for birds and uh-huh. fire. It, it's Sometimes it's just very hard for birds and fire to get along that's, over long periods of time. Uh, yes. There's a lot fun. of reasons it's difficult for them. A lot of times the birds just burn. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's fine in the fire, and, but and, you know what? The birds. The birds needed to get out of that. The birds needed to get... To then
4: s- the birds are delicious. Once you sure. set them on fire, they're delicious. Okay.
3: I love birds. Aren't you guys forgetting your guest? Oh, that's right, uh, Tusador. And I'm also forgetting Chun. Chun, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I mean, I've been chiming in a little bit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. I love you, buddy. I love you, too. I love you, too. Uh, too that get was not for you. All right. All right. Thanks okay. Bye. Guys, I am very excited to talk to our guest. We don't have enough, like... Crazy creatures on the show. You know what I mean? What the like, fuck does that mean <laughs> we don't have enough crazy creatures?
5: Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Oh,
3: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I'm from a different world. Yeah, we have a cockatrice oh, on the show. Am I saying that? Shield your eyes. Shield what? your eyes. Shield my eyes. Yes,
4: yes. The cockatrice can look at you and then destroy you with but a single look. What? Oh, I was going to... She say, has a death stare, a death a stare. death stare? Yes. Oh, my
5: gosh. It's true. It's, it's like, kind of our thing. Um, oh. But but, oh. but you guys actually, you don't have to worry about it. Um, I've kind of got a little bit of an astigmatism, so oh. Oh. Um, my death stare is not uh, at full power oh. these days. Oh. oh, I see. Yeah. Whew.
3: I was concerned because I said, I was going to say we should cancel the rooster suit. Oh,
5: yeah. That's oh, nice. no, I love those. Oh. oh. Yeah. I, I, I have some up. really creepy uncles that are actually snake from the top and rooster from the bottom, mm-hmm. and um, I don't mind thinking about eating them at all.
3: Oh, wow. Snake up top.
5: <laughs> Party on the bottom. Party
3: on the bottom. Yeah. yeah.
5: For me, it's like when you get the bird up top and the snake on the bottom, yeah. then you're all business.
3: Yeah. So for our listeners, from my world, they're probably a very small fraction of people even know what a cockatrice is. Is weird. So, yeah. wait, would that be butt sob? But what? Butt sob, bird up top, snake on bottom. Yeah, you Ooh, do. That's the
5: correct t- yeah, terminology for that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Sorry, but I just want
3: to. Uh, I really like butt sob. Sorry, <laughs> are you what we you saying? You like crazy creature? You like butt sob, and you cannot lie.
5: Big uh, butt sob. <laughs>
3: big butt sob. I'm a big butt sob fan, guys. So, so your name is. Petrathion? Am I saying that
5: correctly? Yes, that's true. It's Petrathion. but you can just call me Patty. Oh, Patty! That's yeah. so much
3: easier for me. I have to confess. And so, you're so you're like a a, a rooster head and a li- like a lizard body, and you got these sort of adorable leathery wings.
5: Oh yeah, I can definitely fly.
3: Oh wow, they're kind of small.
5: They are. I mean, I'm if the technical term for me is janky dragon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's sort GD, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. so sure. think of like a, a petite janky dragon with a death stare. Yeah. And I happen to like have a, an astigmatism, but oh, you know, yeah. we won't.
3: That's, that's true. What does the, the astigmatism do to your death stare?
5: Well, you know, um, I hope none of you are painters because N- no. I haven't been able to actually kill a a thing with my stare, but I have been able to kill someone's ability to want to paint. Oh. Um, so it's just sort of a selective death. Yeah. Um, I don't have total control over it. Um, it's been hard, you know, it's been hard to sort of live with my disability. Um, Other cockatrices don't really look kindly on it, honestly. They think they're better than me because they can kill you completely.
3: Yeah, it's gotta be tough. It's so snobby of them to look down on you for not being able to do one of the defining things of what makes you. Well, I don't let them
5: look down on me because then I would die. Oh,
3: yes, I Can Cockatrice's death stare each other?
5: Yes, and in fact, most of us can't even look in the mirror,
3: Oof. which is really
5: hard on our rooster faux hawks.
3: I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yours looks good, though.
5: I know. Well, you know, I can look in the mirror. I just, you know, don't have any creative endeavors anymore mm-hmm. because I've looked in the mirror one too many times. So yeah. killed my ability to paint, my desire to make an indie emo band, oh. killed my desire to um, become a pastry chef. Um, yeah. But, you know, my hair looks great. It so does. that's enough. Mm-hmm. Upside. I yeah. feel like that's
3: a bit of a ouroboros. Like that's a bit of a snake eating its own tail. When you kill your drive to create an indie emo band, like You're doesn't like- that give then give you the? the sort of sadness to create an indie emo thing right?
5: yeah but then you know when you go to do your first show the first yeah. thing you want to do is make sure that you have the great shoegazing outfit you mm-hmm. look in the mirror and then you're like i don't even want to do this gig anymore
3: yeah mm-hmm. man.
5: it's tough it's, it's tough. Too bad that
3: hair would be so good in an in emo thank you. band thank you when you did have a drive to be mm-hmm. in an emo band yeah. did you did did your band have a name
5: it did have a name. It had multiple names. Oh,
3: I'd love to hear five of them.
5: Great. Um, well, uh, the no yes was one of them. Oh, one. But it pronounced one. the noise.
3: The noise. Oh, good.
5: Yeah, that, that was my first one. That died very quickly. Yeah. Um, when I looked in my mirror in high school. Um, another one is actually called um, Fuck Me and My Snake Parts.
3: Two. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm sorry. That Sometimes a band's name is, is so good, you don't. it doesn't even matter emotional. what the music is. Right, right. And yeah. honestly, that was also the name to be the name of our first album and the first yeah. single. And those were actually the only lyrics that I had ever written. You know yeah. what? That
3: now, if I'm looking back to 10 years ago and, and someone I knew that in a shirt they wore, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. I, I was, just imagine someone seeing a concert in a tavern being like, I love this song what's the song oh fuck me in my snake parts I love it what's the name of the band oh it's also fuck me and yeah. my snake parts it's,
5: it's good branding yeah it just makes absolutely. it easy mm-hmm. um another one of my band names was just ochre
3: oh, three. three
5: yeah three. I feel like that just you know, just the feeling of that color you know
3: yeah
5: um and then uh, singing in the rain
3: <laughs> singing in the rain four four yes. Yes. Would, yeah would you Plus. only put on concerts during um during the rainfall
5: Oh, um, yeah, we would, the idea was we would wait until it rained, Mm. and then it would be sort of like a pop-up show. So if you went outside and I happened to be in your neighborhood, I would be singing there.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what, it would be nice because you'd be bummed that it's raining and then be like, oh, but that band I like is probably going to be playing. That's awesome. Right. Party on Earth, who's the biggest independent emotional band? The most independent emotional band? I said the biggest, but... Oh, oh, uh, the most well-known independent emotional band. Oh is that what indie means? That's what indie and emo mean. Oh, uh, the most independent emotional band is... Uh, <laughs> Come on, give me some sort of confessional. Oh, I, I don't know if you could maybe give me a few more criteria for what you're looking for. Oh, you're having a real fallout, boy, oh boy. I'm, just, I'm having trouble thinking of any. I'm sure there are a lot of them. Like, what are you looking for? Just The, the biggest at, independent emotional band on Earth. Okay, hmm... Uh, what, am I gonna have to wait for the postal service? Are you sending it snail mail? Come on. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there are any. <sighs> oh no, you said. You are you okay? I had
4: a big surprise planned for the show. And
3: what was your big surprise? Now I don't even know if I want to do it. Are you? Is this about your?
4: Here, here's a bowl of salsa that I made. Oh, you said. has grapes in it. I thought what? I'd try something new. I've really attitude? been into salsa lately, sad and just all of a salsa? sudden, I don't care about it at all anymore.
5: Oh no, did you? Did you catch my eye accidentally? Oh, oh no.
3: She killed your salsa creativity.
5: Oh no. I'm oh, sorry. Oh
3: god. But I, <laughs> Yusuf has been making salsa for months now. Yes, but He it was, won't stop talking about it. It was or such maybe... a wonderful
4: part of the podcast where I would talk about the various salsa recipes that I adore. But now I just don't care about
3: it at all. Also, grapes and salsa. Yum.
5: I'm it, so sorry. I just, I didn't realize you had a talent for dips.
3: Uh, it's, it's all right. There's
4: no way you could have known. And I I should have protected myself. I, I can only myself.
3: Today. I'm just sad that this whole dipstick is coming to an end. But, Patty! Yeah. You killed the creative desires of a lot of your friends?
5: Yeah, most people who come in contact with me end uh. up, you know, feeling a little dead inside. Wow.
3: Well, luckily, this podcast is not a creative endeavor and is more of a hard documentary style look at life in this world. You know, if this was just like a a comedy goof goof around show. You would
5: be totally screwed. I yeah. mean, the good thing is I don't have enough power to kill the truth. Yeah, And that's what you guys are telling.
3: Yeah, luckily, yeah. You can't stop the truth. No. That's great.
5: But you can stop the music.
3: Oh, that's right. Please, please don't stop, stop the, stop the music. music.
5: Patty. Yeah.
3: I hesitate to ask this, but what was that fifth band name?
5: Oh, the fifth band name. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You wanted five. Um, the fifth band name was how much?
3: Oh,
4: there was five. A, there
5: were a lot of there were a at least sixteen O's, O's in it's there. Six, oh, and it was just how much?
4: Now, Patty, I, yes. I must know. Uh, do you find now that you don't have your desk stare, that there are other things? that... Uh, you want to accomplish in the world. Uh, you can't take the path of a normal cockatrice of waiting in a dungeon for some adventurer to come along and fight you to your death. Uh, so what, what fills up your time now?
5: Yeah, you know, it's really hard to avenge yourself when you can't just mm-hmm. look at something you hate and kill it. True. So I found oh. that I have to cultivate other things. Um, I've had to cultivate, um, you know, a good sense of self. Oh. Therapy is one of my favorite things to do Oh yeah I go to a lot of therapy um, I have a great therapist you guys if anyone needs a recommendation Oh yes yeah. please I
3: think Ernie would I know I just need greatly. a place I can go every week to just sort of talk <laughs> you know I feel yeah. like I don't have a place I can go every week where I can just talk and talk for about. 40 to 50 minutes mostly about myself
5: yeah people need that i i can sense from you that you might need like a little bit of of talk therapy i
3: got a dream i just need to talk about some more but we don't need to do that now Mm. also i think my parents might be breaking up
4: oh
5: no that's gonna be heavy
4: yes i mean i'm 320 years old but you never get over a thing like that it's true
3: wait how are your parents breaking up
4: well, Arnold convinced me that the bird and the wind and the fire and the rain and the frogs and the mud that all did conspire to bring me into this world aren't really good for each other. Oh, I must have missed that. I it's bet not, the frogs and the mud,
3: though, are doing great. I bet the frogs... At the very least, the frogs and the mud are staying together. Do you think so? I would... I guess so? <sighs> Thank you, Arnold. You're welcome, used the door. Patty, I don't know if this is yeah. helpful or not, and I don't know if it would work out, but... My mom is a manticore. I'm not saying that that's, you know, tomato-tomato, but... Um, she's a, a highly magical creature, and I know for a fact that uh, at her home on one of the high shells, she has a book of spells and even plans for some spells in terms of, like, I mean, if you want to get rid of this death stare, if you want to, like, blow it up, I could steal the plans for the death stare, and we could blow it up, and we could end it, oh and that God. way you just don't have a death stare.
5: Wait, you were gonna blow up the plans for the death stair so that no one has a death stair?
3: Couldn't they just rebuild the death stair?
5: I feel like they could rebuild the death stair. I guess like this right does
3: after. have a few plot holes. Because <laughs> yeah. if you
5: have the plans, yeah, you can just rebuild it. I didn't right?
3: think this through. Even I was so excited to get it out. I did. There's so many. Even holes. if you don't have the plans for the death stair, I mean, you just like, well, we figured out how to make a death stair the first time. We'll eventually make another fairly similar death stare. Uh, that's a very good point. I didn't think it through. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah. They should make some individualized death stairs for the gym.
3: Well, yeah. oh, yeah, exactly.
5: Exactly. You no, know, just everyone has their own personalized death stare. Yeah. yeah. Like, it shouldn't be just magical creatures like me who get a death stare. It should yeah. be everyone should get to exercise their right yeah, to the right. death stare. Yeah.
4: You get one a day killed one person just with a one stare. one person every day. Ooh. You you cross the line. You're out of here.
5: Yeah, but you know, I've I've thought I've thought about doing something about it. You know, like getting a LASIK spell. But, what's um, this now? A LASIK spell. Oh, what's that? But um, you know, it's like a spell that sort of corrects your astigmatism. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. For people like me, just, is that scary though? I know. It's like I've. Some people say it works great. Mm-hmm. And then. Some of us...
3: Statistically, like, can it go wrong?
5: Yeah, there's a 96% oh. good oh, okay. that it's going to go good. good That's good, yeah. But still, I like to look on the dark side of things. Sure, so that 4%. That 4% is what really scares me.
4: Yeah. It's perfectly safe. They use a spell to pull back the top layer of your eyes. Okay. And then they use magic to shoot a magical light directly into your eyes. Uh huh. And then for a couple of weeks, you can't really see, and then you're
3: fine. Oh, that's, that's how magic works. Man, yeah. I'm, as long as I live, I'll never understand magic. Well, I, you know, 4%, what happens to those 4% though? Like, what happens to a Cockatrice's eyes if Well,
5: it, sometimes you get something called um, hypervision, which means you're so good at having a death stare that you basically just decimate everything around you without intention. Oh, and that's tough.
3: No, you have to get like some red goggles or something to put over your eyes at all times so your, your death stare doesn't just blast everybody.
5: Yeah. Or, you know, blind yourself. You could also do that. Oh,
3: yeah. That's mm-hmm.
5: sort of a permanent yeah. thing you can do. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah and some people just uh, never get their death stare back at all, mm-hmm. which is, you know... It's sad. It's sad. Yes. It's sad.
4: Do you believe that you can live without a death stare?
5: You know, I had never even thought about the possibility... Of, of being alive without being able to kill something? Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's a really deep question.
4: Also, I might point out, you could kill something without your death stare. You have terrifying claws. I do. That's true. Oh, yeah, you really are. Yeah. You're a janky I dragon. Yeah. I am a
5: janky dragon.
3: And a janky dragon's still a dragon.
5: I can fly. I yeah. could smother with my leather wings. That's true.
4: You have a beak to tear away somebody's face?
5: Mm-hmm. I could definitely rip through, you know, someone's sternum. Yeah. If oh, I I mean, it yeah. would take a while.
3: Sure, but it
4: would
5: have to It would take a, a definite while, but maybe if I, like, restrain them first, I could yeah. just peck away oh, until... Oh, yeah.
4: Peck away, yeah. Patty, I have faith. That you can murder.
5: Yeah, you got it, kiddo. I had never thought about this. I would be being so myopic about my death stare.
3: Yeah, oh, of course. Yes, like, myopic about your death stare. There exactly. are so many
5: other ways to kill things. It's yes, time of to be
3: biopic about the ways you can kill. Or triopic. Or fouropic. Fiveopic? Fiveopic, mm-hmm. even. Let's go ahead and take a break. What is it like living amongst cockatrices? I mean, maybe that's a silly question. That's just what your life is. But like, do cockatrices all live together in, like, a cockatrice town or a village?
5: Yeah. Uh, You know, it's sort of like everyone has their own coop.
3: Oh um, they're all lined up next <laughs> yeah. to one
5: another um sure. the coops are open on the top, yeah so that you know it's sort of easy in and out yeah. access but you're always free to you know go next door to your neighbor's coop and yeah. grab some hay yeah you know
3: if you don't want to take up that much space can you get like a little mini coop you can no oh.
5: I actually yeah I, I I sleep in a mini coop
3: oh that's great I bet it's adorable looking
5: it's so adorable It has a little dashboard in it, which Mm -hmm. is wonderful. You can sort of put your handgun inside of it.
3: You don't Um, want to give a confessional, are you sure? I don't have any confessionals about dashboards. No, absolutely. So, this dashboard inside your mini coupe, Mm -hmm. is that just a a little board that you do things quickly on?
5: Yeah, that's where, um, you know, like I said, it does have one drawer to hide your handgun. Uh But um, most of it.
3: What's a handgun?
5: A handgun? Yeah. Oh, it's. um, So us cockatrices yeah. don't have um hands yeah we have talons yeah um so like sometimes you might want to have a hand because it's, it's it's nice to have a little bit of applause a little it's bit of feeling convenient. good oh, so it's yeah. like yeah so yeah. it's like you have your handgun you take in your talent it gives you like a little
3: oh that is nice and you
5: shoot each other applause because you can't really yeah. make eye contact mm-hmm. with each other you know like yeah like a human can look You in the eye and be like, "Oh, good job!" But cockatrices can't do that, so we have our little handgun. We sort of shoot out some applause when we like what someone says. That's wonderful. I
4: like that, and I'm glad. I'm glad you brought it along to show us.
5: Yeah, I did.
4: I love the
3: sound. Oh, I don't.
5: I don't leave my house without my handgun. Yeah,
3: although I've got to. I got to tell you though, I think you're not allowed to bring that applause into this tavern. Are you? There's certain. Yeah, in Hog's Face. Has some rules about certain places of businesses can choose whether you can bring your. Well, I conceal
5: in. my handgun when I bring oh, it into no, you can't. places. No,
3: no, no. You so have that people
5: to. don't know that I'm going to compliment them.
3: I know. I get it. I understand why you would want that. But what is she supposed to do if somebody you know you know the, the, does a good job with a talent or something like she's just supposed to not shoot them in applause? Well, you know what? There are other people that can applaud. You what know what
4: if there's some sarcastic butthead who comes in and starts clapping, and then oh, our oh. hero doesn't have her handgun.
5: You always need a good cockatrice with a handgun That's to fight true. bad guy. Yeah.
4: yeah, the only way...
5: With bad ideas.
4: Yeah. Someone's going... Pfft. Yeah. Then you'll come out with a good clap.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. That's the only way.
3: It's the only way. Boy, I just... I've always had this theory that that handguns were meant as a replacement for a ineffective cockatrice. <laughs> if only my cockatrice worked better, I wouldn't need this handgun, but...
2: <laughs> well,
5: the bigger the cockatrice, the smaller the handgun.
3: Oh, really?
5: Yeah, because they, you know, feel like they have little status, so they mm. don't want to sort of... Yeah. They don't feel the need to yeah. give other people applause to be liked.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Are you worried you're just going to accidentally applaud yourself?
5: Well, yeah, I'm a small cockatrice, so I have a huge handgun to yeah. compensate for it. And, yeah, sometimes I'm worried I'll just, uh, you know, get that get that applause out and make myself feel so good that I just give up. Yeah. Too much applause, That's you know? That's true.
3: That is true.
5: <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. It's a, it's a dangerous thing, positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. We can't give people too much.
3: You know, in Hog's Face, Usador and Chut and I are kind of like the local government now. Like, we've been put in charge of Hog's Face and all of the evil minions the Dark Lord left Congratulations. here. Thank,
5: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We're you. trying
3: to figure it out. We're trying to do the best we can for Hog's Face. And I just think that, like, it seems like it's a good thing for you to have that applause gun just for us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to keep it so you can applaud us. Right. Just in case you need to applaud the government.
5: Yeah, I'll protect Mm -hmm. you.
3: Yeah. Oh, great. Fantastic. Also, I ran to the bar here, and I got you, um, I don't know if you know this, Vermilion Minotaur serves a killer cabernet um, for this attractive young lady. You might say it's a death cab for cutie. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Drink up. Enjoy.
5: (laughs) I will. I'm going to just dip my beak in it. That's fine, right?
3: Yeah, of course. Because, you know. I've been loving all of these. (laughs) Arnie, look. She dips her beak into it. She pulls back. (laughs) Yeah. And then a few seconds later, she dips forward again, dips her beak in, pulls back, and she just keeps going back. It's like a perpetual motion. It's very relaxing to watch you do that. Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic.
5: Once I start drinking, I can't stop. It is true.
3: Oh, boy. I'm the same way. Oh, yeah. Fuck me and my snake parts. That is how I live. Is, yeah. <laughs> binge Binge drinking.
5: Patty, what are your parents? My parents. Yeah.
3: Are they still together? Are they still even alive? I don't know how long cockatrices live. Are they? Are they attractive?
5: My parents in their day were very attractive, mm-hmm. um, but as you know, we're janky dragons, oh. so we don't last quite as long. Um, cockatrices live to be about forty or fifty years old. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's not—it's not a super long time. And we're kind of solitary creatures. We live in a, a you know coops that are next to one yeah, another, but sure. we don't tend to cohabitate because it's really hard live with someone and not give them a death stare yeah Mm -hmm. so we we tend to sort of hit it and quit it
3: sure absolutely yeah Mm -hmm.
5: so you know my mom and my dad they were um two very um attractive cockatrices um who got together sometime in the 70s and um actually uh in order to become a cockatrice it has to be a cock's egg so my dad laid me
3: Oh, and, that's the sense that <laughs> yeah, I don't because want. you know, but I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: It's a cock egg. Um, yeah, right. eggs cock laid egg. by the the female cockatrice just become chickens.
3: Oh, okay. so you do you have a fair number of chicken siblings?
5: Then I do have some. Yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of estranged, sure. you know. It, they not
3: a lot in common, probably. Yeah, except for your heads.
5: Yeah, our, we have our heads in common, mm. but otherwise it's like they can't fly.
3: Yeah. They don't have a dust stare.
4: Yeah. They don't
5: have a dust stare. When you say they it... They get up too early in the morning. Uh, uh, uh. So where
3: do these cock eggs come... Do they... Where do they come out? I don't understand how... out of how, his cock. Out of his cock? Yeah. Out it's, of a cock cock?
5: Yeah, it's not even a double entendre. It's just like, it's if like, you're a male cockatrice, you have a cock, and the egg comes out of your cock. Yeah,
3: yeah. I gotta say... That's got to ruin that cock. <laughs> right?
4: I mean... Ru- I think ruin is a little bit harsh. Loosen, maybe? Uh, perhaps uh, just uh, you know, it's a part of the natural process, and it, maybe it doesn't go back to exactly the same shape, but I'm sure it's still beautiful. I would love to see that cock.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's you say maybe the diameter of your, your urine stream would change slightly. Do you, do you, do you feel like you're... Your father was self-conscious about his cock after giving birth to you?
5: Definitely. A lot of male cockatrices lay that cock egg, and then, you know, they feel like they have to take some time to get back in the game. Sure. Some of them have surgery to retighten.
3: Oh, yeah.
5: That cock, you know, because it's like you have to find a new mate. You're not going to... Just stick with the old one because we don't really mm. stay together. So it's like you got to stay attractive if you're gotta male keep cockatrice. That cock tight. Yeah, yes. yeah, keep that sure. male cockatrices. That, that they have to keep that cock tight. true. You know, that, it's kind of a double standard. It's yeah. unfair, but it's like, hey, Arnie, you I, you get the pleasure of laying that egg, yeah, so, so you should also true. have the pleasure of making yourself attractive again. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Arnie,
3: can our next T-shirt be keep that cock tight? <laughs> keep that cock tight.
5: <laughs> that's actually a great. Name for an emo band That would Keep be that six
3: Yeah Keep that cock tight So Patty Thank you so much For coming by I knew Nothing about Cockatry And now Now I, I We know the cockatruth I know the cockatruth You know the cockatruth yeah, Thank you guys You can't kill the cockatruth No thank you Except you can kill cockatry with a Death stare You can Yeah
5: Handle the cockatruth
0: And you know, we're can. sure We yeah. don't
3: want to steal the plans To blow up the death stare We're sure. Would you feel better about not having a death stare if no one else had a death stare?
5: That's a real Catch-22 because I feel like death stares are what makes the world so beautiful because it gives some people something to strive for. Yeah. So If you took away the death stare, then would there even be good in the world?
3: That is so Would there be life
5: without a death stare?
3: Oh, man. Arnie, do you have uh, Catch-22s on Earth? Uh, there's a book called Catch-22 on my world. What does Catch-22 mean on Funa? That's when you have, you know, uh, so many thoughts at once, usually around 20 to 22, that you try and kind of catch them all to digest them. Oh, wow. To really process them. But it's really impossible to do. It's mm-hmm. very, very difficult. It's
4: a bit hard. of a loop, yeah. You
5: can catch at least 21 mm-hmm. thoughts at once, but 22 is like yeah. the last number. The you last can't. one.
3: And if you catch 21, then you're, you s- forever stay that age. Forever 21. I'm oh. going to go throw this salsa in the garbage. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is to get Usador back into doing salsa, but he seems so bummed about it. Patty, is there any cure for the creative death stare or the death stare in general?
5: You know, it's, it's a permanent it's a permanent thing. Oh. He has to find something new. Oh, okay. He has to make it new again. He has to make peace with it. Yeah, mm. it's it's sad to say, but I think his salsa days are over. Yeah.
3: Sort of like if there was some kind of procedure he could have done to pull back his creative love for salsa and shoot a laser into it and make it so that he could do that again. Maybe he should just instead come to terms with the fact that that's not there. Keep that creative cocktight. I have an email here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait! Daddy, yes. Have you killed Chun's ability to do segues? I think you death stared away his ability to do a segway. No, no I've never been able guys. to do that. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. Can't kill something that was never born. Uh, I have an email here from uh, Lily. This is to Chun at gmail.com. That's Chun with six T's. Lily says, hey, team, how's it going? I've recently taken up baking, and I feel like I've hit a recipe wall. Would you, Sidor, be so kind as to tell us his favorite cake recipe? Oh. So Lily's... Creatively out of ideas for cakes. okay You, sir, would you? Yeah, well, yes. A cake do you like recipe? baking cakes? I, mean, I, I love have,
4: baking, baking cakes. Do
3: you have an interesting cake recipe for Lily?
4: Yes. Take 17 eggs, 8 pounds of flour, put them all into a bowl, put a gallon of milk in there, put also a little bit of sugar, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of clove, and then mix it all together. Pour it all over your oven, and then you'll have a cake in the shape of your oven.
3: <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Great. Patty, is the desk purely a, a visual thing, or can it be sent, like, over an audio format? Like, could someone listening to this podcast be in danger of losing a creative drive to do something?
5: Just by listening to the sound of my voice? Just
3: by listening to the sound of your eyes. <laughs> the sound of your eyes holy shit that's the name that's that's the band that's the sound Mm -hmm. of your eyes I have
5: to not look in the mirror for the next 15 years and really make this happen Mm -hmm. until I'm selling out stadiums
3: maybe you didn't maybe you didn't kill your desire to be in an emo band maybe you were just waiting for the right name
5: the perfect name
3: Time to stop death-staring and start life-staring. Get busy life-staring.
5: Guys, this is really, honestly, beautiful.
3: Yeah. Patty?
5: Yes?
4: Next time we see you,
5: mm-hmm.
4: we expect to hear a full album's worth of
3: songs.
5: I look forward to meeting you guys with closed eyes.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Closed
5: eyes, closed hearts, can't lose.
3: <laughs> it's true. Closed eyes, closed hearts. Can't can't lose. Lose Closed eyes, closed hearts. Can't lose. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patty.
2: Considering the sexual innuendo, how we got through that episode without the phrase cockatrice company is a minor Christmas miracle. Use it or the Wizard was played by Matt Young. With his usual level of Siri search the source for variations on not good enough and insert the meanest. Chant the Badger was played by Adol Rafi. Did you spot the moments when Adol stopped thinking of wordplay enough to actually listen? Trick question, there weren't any. Patty the Cockatrice was played by special guest Laura Gray. When Laura's not appearing as a citizen journalist on Comedy Central's The Opposition with Jordan Klepper, she enjoys keeping things nice around the house, putting together fun outfits in front of her three-way mirror cross-stitching inspirational slogans on tea towels and hailing a cab to come punch me in the face hello from the magic tavern is produced by arnie niekamp ryan DeGiorgi, and evan jacover this episode edited by chris rathjen
0: i'll take it from here mr fitzgerald music by andy poland logo by allard Lebon additional audio effects by jason knox production assistance by garrett schultz Well, the holidays are creeping up, but a river man's work is never done. We'll have a brand new winter solstice episode of Hello from the Magic Tavern debuting Christmas Day, and it's a special one too, with guests and songs and goodwill to all Foon's creatures. If you'll be traveling this holiday season, may I recommend a steamboat? And may you recommend this podcast to all your friends and family. It's the perfect companion on a day spent stuck in traffic, or at an airport, or on a disgusting steamboat. Don't forget to visit us at hellofromthemagictavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op, and thanks to Earwolf.